Healthy Living Tuesdays on Drive Time Experience. 22 minutes after 4 on Radio 2000. Yes, uh, that's right. Healthy Living Tuesdays. Now, uh, uh, to recap on uh, the story, the topic at least we engaged in earlier, Archbishop and uh, anti-apartheid icon uh, Desmond Tutu celebrated his 85th birthday last Friday and revealed that he wanted the option of a dignified assisted death. Now, th- there's no specific legislation in South Africa uh, governing assisted dying, but in a landmark ruling in April of 2015, a South African court uh, granted a terminally ill man the right to die, prom- Cause for clarification, at least as far as the laws are concerned, in cases of assisted death. Uh, to uh, give us more clarity, uh, let me welcome my guest on the line, Sally Beitendach from Gossi uh, Rogers Attorneys. Uh, Sally, good afternoon. Thank you so much for, for your time. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Ernest. Mm, I, I think uh, let's unravel or at least uh, share, share some clarity as far as assisted death is concerned. What is it? What is assisted death? Um, assisted death historically has had um, different uh, definitions. There's been definitions regarding assisted dying, assisted suicide, voluntary euthanasia, and euthanasia. But in general terms, it is the cessation of life by way of administering life-ending medication oneself or having a doctor administer it. So assisted dying in the context of our case would only apply to the terminally ill, mentally competent adults, which um, requires a dying patient after meeting strict legal safeguards to self-administer the life-ending medication, or in our case, have the doctor administer it for him. Mm. Uh, just there, uh, do relatives or loved ones have a decision uh, that overrules one's decision to end their life with all of that you've just explained? Relatives and loved ones do not have the right. We are autonomous beings, and the aim is to reduce personal suffering. Uh, we have control over our own bodies, and it is our decision and ours alone to make. Hmm. And, and, and do people, I suppose, have, have a right to die? There's, these are individuals now. And uh, should they be granted the right to exercise this? Should they find a need to do so? Because that's really at the crux of it, isn't it? It is. I definitely think that anybody should have the right to die. But although there is no constitutionally entrenched or other specific right to die per se, from the right to life follows the right to die with dignity. Um, the, the court, the judge last year in the Pretoria High Court actually referenced uh, an American Supreme Court uh, passage mm-hmm. where the court said dying is part of life. It is completion of life. We can, however, influence the manner in which we come to terms with our mortality. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We obviously based our application on the right to human dignity, not to be treated in a cruel, inhuman, or degrading way, and the right to bodily and psychological integrity, which includes control over one's body. Hmm. Uh, with all that said, let's go to the courts. Now, on November the 4th, the Supreme Court of Appeal will hear the state's appeal of a high court ruling allowing the assisted death of Robin Stratham Ford. Uh, do you think our laws will change in the near future uh, regarding this? You know, it, it's actually a bit funny. In terms of legislation, I must be honest and tell you no. I really don't think anything will happen in that regard in the near future. And why I say that is because there's been a beautiful little draft bill on the table 
since 1998, entitled Dealing with End-of-Life Decisions. Mm -hmm. um, back in President Mandela's tenure, this draft bill was presented to the Ministers of Justice and Health. Mm -hmm. um, the South African Law Commission also compiled a report which found in favor of reforming law and the legalization of assisted dying. This draft bill and report has basically languished on the shelves of who knows where since um, 1998. And last year, in the court's papers, um, the Minister of Justice actually said that they didn't deal with the draft bill back in those days because they had more pressing issues like the, the AIDS ep epidemic. But they made no mention of why they're not dealing with that draft bill now. So in conclusion, no. From legislation side, I don't think anything will happen. But in the absence of legislation, mm -hmm. the common law will have to be developed incrementally by the courts on a case-by-case -case basis. And this is what we did. We had no option but to approach the courts um, because there was no legislation dealing with assisted dying. The law actually did change with the Stransom Ford case. The common law was developed. Mm -hmm. The doctor who would have provided and or administered the lethal dose would not have been subjected to prosecution or disciplinary proceedings. Mm -hmm. So the effect of this is that a cause of action was established for others in the same circumstances as our client. Although the order was only limited to Stransom Ford in respect of the safeguards applicable to him, other people can bring their own applications based on their specific circumstances. Um, obviously, the same safe, if we're approaching the courts, the same safeguards won't unilaterally apply to every single applicant as it would if there was a, a draft bill. Mm -hmm. We'd have to look at the person's specific circumstances. For example, an 80-year-old uh, uh, wheelchair-bound person might have further safeguards to protect uh, the, their vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and do you think, Sally, with the Archbishop now weighing in and throwing his weight in favor of uh, assisted death, that this will gain prominence indeed as far as drafting a bill or our courts and laws are concerned? Um, well, we're dealing with constitutional um, imperatives here, not really public opinion or or anything. Definitely, the, the, the great um, Archbishop has, has created a lot of momentum and, and that for our case. But at the end of the day, we, we're dealing with constitutional imperatives and, and constitutional issues. Mm. And, and, and just in summary, what are some of the myths that uh, you would like to clarify or at least share with our listeners, if any, surrounding euthanasia or assisted suicide or whatever it's called, assisted death even? Um, sure, there are quite a few. I mean, one of the myths is that it's against the Hippocratic Oath. Um, it, it's interesting, interesting to note that no doctor will be forced to assist anybody in dying. It's, it's a completely voluntary thing. Um, there's also been the argument raised of the potential for abuse of vulnerable people. Now, in this regard, we must be real. The state does not have the resources to provide care, let alone adequate care to everybody. Um, only a small percentage have access to palliative care. Um, taking into account the strict safeguards put in place, it will be very, very difficult to jippo the system. Um, another myth was that assisted dying might be painful. Hmm. Um, you know, so if you look internationally at the medicines used in that, um, we were dealing with high-tech 
lethal substances that can, you know, make a, a person fall asleep peacefully in three minutes. Hmm. So, so, so that's it. I mean, it's a myth. It's not painful, you say? It's not painful. It's a choice. We've got fantastic safeguards. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a, it's a matter of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you'd like to take me, like me to take you through some of the, the safeguards that were set out in the draft bill. Mm, no, unfortunately, we, okay. we're out of time. And I think you kind of summarized it for us. Uh, but the big question, I suppose, if I may, in my reading from what you've shared with us, is that uh, legally there's still, uh, we, we're found wanting uh, with regards to, to this matter of assisted death. Am I right? Definitely. We, we, we definitely need some strong and definitive reform from the legislature. We, we, although the courts are brilliant, and the mm-hmm. courts are also not accessible to everybody. Um, All right. Okay, Sally, thank you so much for your time and uh, clarity as well and sharing your insights with us. Uh, thank you so much. All the best. It's a big pleasure, Ernest. All righty. All righty. That's uh, Sally Beitendach from Gossi Rogers.